Welcome to the Commission Client Podcast. These are the real and raw stories of people that use their health success and struggles to better lead and serve others. If your goal of getting healthy is to have a static achievement, you will always come up short. Instead, find purpose in your health gains and be commissioned to better serve your purpose. I'm your guide and host, Dr. Kurt Perkins, introducing you to the real heroes in healthcare, the people just like you. Thanks for listening. Um, so welcome to the Commissioned Client Podcast. We have Vanessa today, who's been using her health gains to then serve other parts of life. So you have a continued health journey story, but kind of what's it, what's it been like for your lifetime? For my lifetime? Yeah. To be completely honest, <laughs> uh, it's been like a big struggle bus. In what ways? It has been uh, just growing up and being completely confused by what I thought was the normal, healthy way of living, and kind of growing up and seeing how that was actually affecting me in a very negative way, and trying to combat what I thought was right and learn what was right, and and it, it just has been super confusing. Lots so, what were the big things you've had to like, just question and almost unlearn? Uh, you know, starving yourself is how you lose weight. <laughs> so the, the low calorie. Oh, yeah. Low calorie, stay away from fat. You know, just run a lot. Yeah. Don't lift too many weights because you're going to get really big. And I'm already a big woman, so I better not do that, right? <laughs> it's really horrible. When did you, When did you get woke? When did you wake up to... That may not be the right thing to do. Um, I would like to say that it was prior to coming to CrossFit and I started realizing that lifting weights was something that I, I enjoyed. And I loved it so much that I would just keep doing it. But it wasn't until I went to and joined our CrossFit community. That's when I really started to realize like, what a benefit it was to to lift weights, be around other people who had the same hopes and aspirations for their health, not just the way they looked, but how they function in life. And, and uh, it was just, it was inspiring. And, and I wish I would have found CrossFit and that kind of community when I was younger, but I'll take it in my mid-30s and now almost 40. <laughs> Let's see, loose on the mid-30s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So when did you start CrossFit? I started CrossFit almost four years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Were you, did you have the notion, hey, I have to be in shape first before going in and trying this? I did. Okay. I, I totally did because it's like everything else that you learn in society from your parents even, from just other people around you. You see people a certain way and you're like, I've got to look like that first. Then I can do X, Y, Z, which is totally wrong. Totally wrong. So what got you over the hump just to go in? Or did you like work really hard to get in shape before you went in? Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I went in totally not in shape for CrossFit. And uh, it, it was actually a couple of friends of mine that convinced me to just try it. It was kind of one of those things like, you know, do it now or do it never. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you're not going to get in shape by thinking about it. You yeah. got to just go and try it. So how long did it take before, like, I don't know, you actually liked it? <laughs> <laughs> Probably a year, to be honest. A year uh, before I actually felt not, I liked it. 
so that's the wrong kind of notion. It's more of before I felt like it was part of me and part of my lifestyle. Gotcha. It always felt like this arm's length kind of thing. I just go to it and I look like a fool the entire time, <laughs> but I'm gonna keep going because, you know. Because we all do. Right. But then I started to get to know you guys better and I started to get to know the community better and the coaches and, and I started to realize that there was, this was for me. And it was just, it's my journey and not, hey, this is how my friend's doing it and I should be like that. Once I got past that, I was able to make it my own and it's been much more comfortable, much more fun. And I realize it is, it is mine. It is for me. Cool. Did the CrossFit spur like the nutrition questioning then or did that oh, come yeah. before the CrossFit? No. <laughs> it, the, the community and just being in that environment and, and wanting more for myself. So you get that little taste. You get in there and you're like, oh my gosh, I can squat clean 125 pounds. It's pretty amazing. Imagine what I could do if I could also then dial in on my nutrition and fuel my body the right way. I could probably do 155 pounds and just keep going and going and going. And so once that started to click for me, then that's when I was like, okay, I need to figure out how my body functions, what I need to fuel it properly. So I really started to think in those terms. Yeah. Before that, no. I, before that, I was still in the, in the notion that I needed to eat nothing next to nothing, drink lots of water. <laughs> you know, hunger is good because that means <laughs> I'm going to lose weight, yeah. right? So it's horrible, horrible. Where do those beliefs come from? That comes from growing up with my family and, okay. and, and the military kind of lifestyle. So um, I can tell you when I was in the sixth grade, and this is no fault to my parents because it's the same thing. You know, they grow up kind of learning the same kind of stuff. Right. And it was really in that, that, that era where the, you know, the heart association is coming forward with like low fat everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, slim fast. And, you know, don't, don't eat butter and all this stuff. So I grew up with that big time. And I remember being in the sixth grade on the playground running and running and running because that's what I was told. You need to run. You need to do cardio. And for lunch that day, I had a Slim Fast shake. I'm not kidding you. And this was something I was given as a 12-year-old <laughs> child. Like, you should have this for lunch. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have this. Like that was the only thing for lunch? Right. Like, oh, okay. A 250-calorie you know, uh, shake. And it, it, even now, thinking about it, it's almost embarrassing. But it, I mean, that really shaped a few things that happened after those you know, next couple of years. So I remember sitting and being so tired and not having enough in my body after running that I threw up. And I thought, this is how it's going to be. This is awful. I don't want to live like this, but this is all I got, yeah. right? And from there, you know, I would run three, three and a half miles a day at that age. The young age. At 12? Yeah, I was crazy because I thought I was a bigger kid, you know, and I wanted to be thin like my friends. I wanted to be small. Yeah. And uh, I became, at the age of 13, 14, anorexic. Oh. So I did, I did end up uh, kind of somehow in my mind – you know, that drinking Slim Fast shakes and not eating and just running and keeping away from fat really changed into becoming anorexic and just not eating at all and and trying to survive off of just anything like low-fat crackers and water is what the majority of my diet was for a long time, and uh, or non-fat crackers. You remember those saltine crackers? Oh, yeah, the saltine or yeah. like the... Uh... 
The fat-free ones, though, man. The little ones that you put in soup? The <laughs> no, oyster crackers? No. I ate the full-size saltine crackers. Okay. <laughs> I would take a sleeve, and that would be, like, my meal for a few days. The fat-free ones. And water. This is way off topic, but do you ever have the contest where you try to eat as many <laughs> as fast as you can? I have. Yes, And everyone always jokes to death? Yes. Okay. That's why you have water, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I did that, and, and so then I was very skinny for several years. That's through high school? Uh, no, through middle school. Middle school. Um, but I was one of those lucky young ladies that hit puberty super young, and I looked like a full-grown woman by the time <laughs> I was 14, so my body wasn't having it, and it was it was a tough transition. Yeah. And, and after that, I just wanted to hide, and that's how I spent my teenage years, is just hiding big baggy clothes, still really bad eating habits, and that carried on into my adult, adult uh, life, you know, into my early 20s. I, again, I wish I would have <laughs> my mid 30s, almost 40s, you know, what I kind of learned in that time frame. Yeah. I wish I would have known that in my early 20s. I would be a complete badass right now. Yeah. But it is what it is. And I'm just glad I, you know, found it when I did. So, so what shook it? Like, what, what became the tipping point? Um, after having my second child, is what it went on that long? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That's why I say mid-30s. I'm not kidding. I spent a good 10, 15 years just struggling, struggling with my weight, my image. And no, but like it was still anorexia at that point? Oh, no. Anorexia lasted until I was 16-ish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like what, That at that point, what like oh, woke you up or shook you? My hormones, I think. I oh, couldn't. Okay. I couldn't manage it. Like a friend didn't call you out or no. like... <laughs> I, no, my mom and my hormones. My mom crying a lot and my hormones is what got me to stop. Gotcha. She was very worried about me. Um, but that's the thing, too. It goes back to, well, mom, you told me before I was too heavy. So I fixed it. Why are you mad at me again? Right. You know, and that's what I struggled with a lot. It was, it's weight, food, and emotion. Yeah. That's me. And it was horrible. I lived like that for a long time. So anorexia done at 16, but like still a weird relationship with food. Big time. Forever. And so what were like the classic mistakes you were making? Like now looking back, besides just Not eating fat. fat. Okay. (laughs) Not eating fat and not eating uh, more healthy proteins. Um, You know, I guess starving, 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 and then eating a bucket of ice cream <laughs> and throwing up, you know, purposely. That, you know, it's like, it's like I can't have that in my system, but it tastes so good. Right. So depriving myself and then losing it and eating whatever it was that I was depriving myself of, you know? Yeah. That was, it was, that, that was horrible. So what, like, kind of resources, so you're mid-30s, obviously CrossFit, was there any other resources that helped you was there any like books or like seminars you went to or things like that that uh, started yes. making you thinking differently so I f- yeah so there was a uh, a woman that I met I won't say who it is I think she still does a lot of business in town but um, she was one of those kind of physique nutrition okay uh, coaches so for like competition type yeah, stuff. yeah so I met her and a friend of mine introduced me to her and and that's what really got me, I guess, working out again yeah. and looking at lifting weights. So that part of it was really good. But the nutrition part was still pretty horrible. Okay. It was still the, 
you know, eat really dry chicken breast and some broccoli with nothing on it, steamed broccoli. That's and miserable. Yes. So I was just like, okay. And I lost a little bit of weight with her. And honestly, when I was working with her, I am lighter. I was lighter than I than I am right now. Yeah. But I was miserable. I was not in good physical shape. You know, I was still struggling. Um, very foggy all the time mentally and tired and just grouchy because I was eating. How's it? No, just kidding. I was going to say, how's that <laughs> changed? I'm now. <laughs> Thanks, Kurt. No, just kidding. Uh, so, but that did spur, I guess, that I needed to start really checking into what I'm eating and how my body responds to it because I did not like it Yeah. when I was working with her. And then eventually in CrossFit, just hearing about what you do too, that for me was a big, big change. That's where I really started to dial in and think, okay, now I need to determine, especially at this age, <laughs> after having three kids, yeah. what it is that my body can tolerate food-wise gotcha. and how that affects me, how it affects sleep, how it affects my ability to go and work out, how it affects you know everything, even my attitude and my my hormones I guess yeah and because it, it does it all affects all that stuff everything you put in your mouth affects pretty much everything physically mentally and it's it's amazing and yeah so you help me with that a lot and I appreciate it well thank you <laughs> um what's the craziest thing I'd said that you're like no way <laughs> like <laughs> oh god there's so many stupid like there's so many <laughs> Well, I think from you, I really, like when you first said you need to eat more fat, I was just like, you're a fathead <laughs> talking about, that's crazy. Uh, and, and just trying to embrace the fact that fat was more, you know, I guess it, it helps with alleviating hunger and it's, my body actually needs it. Yeah. That whole thing to me was like, that's complete bull. You Oops. are not <laughs> telling me the truth. There's no way you eat any fat because, Kurt, look at you. You're so slim. I don't think so, buddy. So it was that, and um, when I did the, the not blood work with you, but the whole workup of the different yeah. uh, hormones and whatever was. Yeah, the organic acids. Yeah, organic acids. And I, we talked a lot about dopamine levels yep. for me, and that was super low. And I thought, well, that, has, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> what is that? That's crap, you know? That to me was really hard because I'm like, am I just depressed? Am I going to be sad all the time? And working with you on that helped a lot. Helped cool. Understand a lot of things. So those were the two craziest things for me. So for just like, I guess, give background, like dopamine is like our pleasure and motivation mm -hmm. molecule. And it's not uncommon to see that low and people having like massive cravings because they're mm -hmm. trying to satisfy that part of the brain or say depression because I mean, that's what gets us out of bed, like dopamine and happiness and all that type of stuff. So that's just a little side note asterisk on what that would but it makes sense. can translate into. Yeah. Um, so now you've done that, like how does it, how has it changed how you look at, say, nutrition for your kids or your husband or your... So that's one of the things that, you know, when I, when I was coming into this, thinking about, because you asked me, what's your why? And, you know... Our coach at CrossFit, you know, Andrea, she's always asking me, what's your why? And I always just, I'm like, it's hard for me to pinpoint what my why is sometimes. But then I always think about my kids. Yeah. And I know a lot of people will say that. 
But I, I think about one kid in particular, my middle child. Yeah. And that's my kid. middle kids are. I know. She's so special. <laughs> but she's me. Oh. She's me. Yeah. Her body is mine, just like mine. Her attitude is just <laughs> like mine. Every little thing about her is just like me. And I think about all the things that I went through as a child, as a teen, and into my early 20s. And I want her to go through none of those things. Yeah. That is so important to me that I serve as an example for her to love herself the way she is now, to love the things that she's not, and to continue to challenge herself and to grow and to be a beautiful woman, whatever that looks like, you know, and, and to take care of herself, be healthy, because she'll, she has a tendency to be a bigger girl like me. Yeah. And so I want to teach her how to embrace that because I'm never going to be small. I could lose, you know, 50 pounds and I'm still going to be considered a, you know, a bigger woman than most. And I want her to be okay with that because she's going to be the same way, I can right. tell. Well, I mean, you're over six feet, right? No. With Are these you? heels on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm 5'9 and three quarters. Okay, well, you're on the tall side. I and am. And your husband's as well. So six it's like, two, yeah. yeah. So she's going to be big. She's going to be tall. Yeah. And so I, I just, I look at her now and... And she comes up to me all the time and she'll like grab my face and she'll say, Mommy, why do you not like the way you look? And whatever I'm wearing or whatever I say, whatever comment I make, she's like, you're beautiful and you shouldn't wear makeup either. And she's eight years old. I was going to ask how old is she? She's eight, <laughs> man. And I'm like, I did, I did some things right, you know, for her to say. I would never, as an eight-year-old eight me, would never say that. Yeah. I just, I was always so critical of myself, which made me critical of other people. And I love that because I've made this change right around when she was born. It was right after my pregnancy with her that I started to realize I needed to make some significant changes with my physical self, my mental self, you know, and just wellness altogether. Yeah. Does she, like, does she under, I don't know how to say it, like, not understand, but does she express kind of the outward pressures? Like, does she get that yet at eight years old? Like, from a girl, like, you have to look a certain way or, like, that type of stuff. Because I have boys, like, and they're, like... She... They, it happens young, man. It does. It's pretty sad. Like, I don't understand the girl. Yeah. Like... It does. <laughs> dealing with a daughter. And she... So... But the really cool thing about Aaliyah is that, you know, the other side of me is I'm very... I'm very straightforward and pretty transparent. Like, I don't hold back. <laughs> I don't... You probably have realized that about me. She's the same way without all the hang-ups that I had, oh. which I love. So, you know, if a little kid will say something about, about her size, and they have, she'll be like, I'm okay, I'm pretty, I like what I'm wearing. Yeah. You know, she'll say that, and I love it. So for me, that's my why. That's my biggest win, is she's going to grow up like that. So not only is she going to be a badass like her mommy, <laughs> but she's going to do it without the hang-ups and without all of the struggles that I had to go through. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, to me, is amazing. And I love my other kids too, <laughs> but, but because There's those other two, yeah, those other two, they'll be all right. <laughs> but she's she's my mini me, and so I to see her grow up without the extra BS is going to be amazing. Cool. And now you've shifted. You've kind of taken that health journey, mm -hmm. and you're going through, or you've already gotten through your yoga certification. Or? Yes. But that's not your full. You're like you still have a full time regular, yes, job, so, and you guys are business owners as well. Yes. And 
I, I wake up every day at 4.20. Most of the time, I go to the gym. <laughs> Uh, and then I so I work out, and then which after, starts at five. Which uh, starts at five. I get there at five oh six, and I most of the time do not. I do not ever RX and warm up. I I completely wholly own that. <laughs> uh, and then after that, go to you know go home, take care of the kids, get them off to school. I work until pretty much five p.m., and then twice a week I teach yoga, and I've spent probably over the last seven months, every other weekend doing. You know, going to class for my certification. Yeah. And yes, my husband and I own a business, so we're super busy. Uh, but I feel like I have to do this nutrition thing and keep healthy and take care of myself in order for all of those other things in our lives to work out. And I think that's the point people miss. Yeah. Is they look at health as another, like a time sap, like an expenditure, all that type of stuff. Mm-mm. That's so horrible. But I would argue, like, till I'm dead, essentially, like, if you're more, I don't know, if, if you're more dialed in with that stuff, then the other stressors don't pile up and compound as much. Because I feel like everyone I've interviewed with this so far is, like, they're just high-level people. Like, plus you guys, I don't know if you already did, but, like, built a house. If that's done yet. Yes, like, it is done. We <laughs> did build a house. And we moved if anyone's in. ever, like, tried to even remodel something, like, the stress of all that yeah, type of thing. And we did. We did our custom house, our custom build, and we're, we moved in three weeks ago. And you have extended family in there as well. Yes. And, like, <laughs> so are they picking up on stuff, the extended family? That, you know, as far as nutrition? Yeah. Negative. So yeah. that's a struggle. Um so how does that affect parenting? It, it does. Because we're, like, I would say, like, on my side, we're pretty blessed that both my wife's parents and our parents, like, they know where we stand on things, so there's no way they're going to try to slip them a candy bar or something like that. I wish I could say that were true. <laughs> uh, um, um, so we live, my mother-in-law lives with us. So that was the point of building the house. So she has her own space downstairs, her own like apartment essentially. Yeah. Um, but we share the kitchen, and I'll come home to muffins and <laughs> I Oreos, which I'm like, I have never purchased Oreos for my kids ever <laughs> in their life. Why would you buy them Oreos? Yeah. You know, things like that, and it's it's also comes from how she grew up too. You know, and and food as a celebration or as a hey. You know, you had a hard day at school. Have, have a cookie. You know, that's right. That's how she grew up, having these treats and snacks, and it is incredibly difficult to break. And it's also me not being disrespectful, and so it's hard. Yeah. In our generation, I know I saw something the Zennials, so we're kind of like yes, after Zenials. Gen X before Millennials. Yes. Do you see a culture shifting with that? Like, I, I live in a bubble with, like, other healthy people, so I feel like there's not that, like, they'd create that culture within their home of we're not going to do this. And But do you see it, because you, you're working in a larger organization and mm-hmm. have employees and all that other stuff, are they in that same culture as, like, your in-law, like, say, the, the generation ahead of us where we re- always reward with food and... I feel like they still do it a lot. I mean, when you come into my team, you can see, like, today, we had a team meeting, and one of my employees brought in snacks for us, but she's getting better, 
you know, she tries to incorporate a keto type of lifestyle. <laughs> so she bought prosciutto and cheese, you know. Okay. Um, but there are lots of, beyond even just my team, there are, you know, potlucks constantly. And, you know, with those brain, it's not yeah. the healthiest of foods. And so, you know, but then they look at me like, why aren't you participating? Why won't you eat any of this? Because I don't know what you put in there. <laughs> you know, I don't know how healthy that is. So there is, what I see is a shift of, we want to be healthy, we want to look at these other things, and we want to know more about eating a keto lifestyle or, you know, paleo. And, and what do you do? You CrossFit, you do yoga. And so they're very intrigued. Yeah. And so there are a good majority of folks our age, I think, that want to go there. But because of their upbringing and because of that still strong influence of their parents and the generation before them, it's hard for them to completely take that shift over and move and just do it. Do they get skepticism or they don't want to disappoint oh, the other generation? Or? At least for me internally, it is both. Yeah. It's both. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't want to disrespect my mom because she's she's the type of person too. Like my mother-in-law, well, she'll put out a whole bunch of food. And if you don't eat it, you might as well just take the heart right out of your chest. <laughs> you know, so it's like, okay, I'll eat it. You know, it's really hard because for them, that's how they show love. So that and yeah and skepticism like you were saying about well this keto crap what is that you know yeah. like, what is what is eating more meat gonna do for me right and the other thing I struggle a lot with is like the people who go completely off track and like I wouldn't say it's off track I guess that's a rude way of saying it but going vegan like yeah that drives me nuts my mother-in-law she does that she'll go vegan and then all of a sudden she's eating a huge piece of cake I'm like that's not vegan <laughs> you doing well technically it could be <laughs> that cake that piece that she's eaten is not vegan yeah, yeah. you know so it's like well, so it, it, it's not sustainable to me gotcha so all of these things I, yeah when you talk about generation and our generation in particular I think that yeah I mean it's like guilt heartstrings being pulled and just like I don't know what I'm doing I'm confused that's why they need to come see you <laughs> So they can call me a quack and tell me I'm <laughs> whatever. Well, you know, I have a friend who is the same age as me right now and has gone through an incredibly difficult, hard, you know, time with her thyroid. And she actually had thyroid cancer, so they removed it. And I've been telling her to come and see you and just say, you know, hey, let's check whatever it is that you call it, the... Uh, the P test. What is it? Yeah. Well, that one specifically is organic acids. Yeah. But yeah. Whatever other tests that you do. So, because what they're, they have her on such a heavy dose of like Synthroid right now. Yeah. And it's, and she's gaining enormous amounts of weight. And so she's looking at doing one of the stomach things. Oh. And yeah. I'm like, that is, no, that is life. That will take away from your life. Right. That will shave yours off of your life. Yeah. More so than just being heavy. You know, you really, but she's so desperate to lose this weight that she feels like it's caused from losing her thyroid. And I said, there's got to be more to that. Yeah. And I said, your, your specialist, your doctor that you're going to see, they're not going to peel back the layers enough to say, this is what it is. This is the symptom. Yeah. Or this is that cause, not the symptom. They right. just want to throw pills at you. And now they're suggesting this stomach thing? Like, that's horrible. Are you feeding this information to her, or is she asking? I'm feeding. Okay. 
She's not asking. She doesn't want. I'm pretty sure she'd probably just okay. want me to shut up. No, I just like <laughs> I asked that because I've learned. Not so everyone's like, that. "Does your family like?" For me, they're like, "Do you, is all your extended family healthy and all that?" I'm like, "Well, I'd say they're a whole lot better." But it wasn't until they started asking. Like, I had to learn to just shut up. Mm. And like, unless someone asks, then they're really not interested. And so that's I've why had to you're learn so that. quiet. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. That's part, like, honestly, that's part of it. Yeah. Is, unless you want my opinion, like, they'll ask for it type of thing. Like, I had a woman yesterday came in for the first time. She's like, I went to a talk of yours, like, 18 months ago. She's like, I get your newsletters. I follow you on Facebook. And she's like, but now I'm finally ready to make a change. She's like, I know it's going to take effort. It's going to take work. There's going to be a cost to it. But she's like, now I'm sitting in front of you because I've got to the point where, like, I know I need to make a change and I'm ready to do that, so... That was the same way I felt when I came to see you. You you don't like and and it's not perfect to think you know when we've talked about this before I'm not I'm not where I want to be yet. Um, but one of the things that I did talk to my mother-in-law about last night, even though she struggles a lot and I can see that in her, she doesn't want to sit down and eat a piece of cake and be heavy. I know that. Yeah. Um, we were talking last night and she said, really think about why you're doing this. Is it to look good? And I said, that's part of it. I want to look good. <coughs> and I said, she said, but really think about it. Like, why do you want to do it? Just like the woman that came in yesterday. Because I want to live a healthy life. Yeah. And I don't want to feel like crap all the time. And I don't, like, I'd love to look really good while doing it. But, um, yeah, it took, it took all the anxiety, the heart palpitations that I thought I was having, you know, it took the joint pain and being tired of being tired and just realizing, okay, I've got to do something. And that's why I came in to see you, yeah. you know. And although I did not follow your program, <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot and I've been able to enjoy life much more because of it. Yeah. And now you can apply it to other people. Like you mm-hmm. can be the yes, healthcare advocate yes. with an unofficial license I guess like I don't know yeah, like and send people to you and I do talk about it a lot in my yoga too so yeah. when I'm teaching it you know I also try to talk about you know making sure you understand too what you're putting into your body when you're asking so much of it right you know that, so we talk about that a lot too cool did you ever have a, a give up moment like five million of them five million. <laughs> and I'm sure there will be more to come it's just now I have the tools to overcome them uh, much quicker fashion than before. So before where I would get really depressed about being heavy, well, screw it, I'm heavy, so hand me the ice cream and candy bars. I'm good. It, it's much different now. It's, it's, I, I have that self-talk that's much healthier that I can say, Yeah. all right, if you failed, Last night you had beer and pizza, but today you have a new day, a great team wad, and some yoga later. You're good, you know. So, uh, it how do you is, work out after beer and pizza? It's the next day. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do it. So, like, how long would those pity parties essentially last? And then, like, when I first started, like, really started this journey of trying to get healthy, mm-hmm. uh, probably sometimes weeks, a okay. month, you know, until I would get back into it. And 
as I've learned again to pick up on you know those tools and those things that were going to keep me motivated and get me back on track it's more like a day or two <laughs> nice just a day or two now but you know you usually could tell because I won't be a CrossFit <laughs> <laughs> you know I won't I won't show up on a Monday because my weekend was shot gotcha. whatever is there someone that like just kicks your butt to get you out of it yes yes I would say getting on the scale helps kick my butt and gets me out of it okay um, having digestive issues again you know from eating badly that's very painful for me I've talked to you about that in the past where my stomach will just shut down yeah so that is a horrible feeling so that's a, a great physical reminder um, you know and I lost my sister to a heart condition um, so Whenever I start to think about her and how she could have been healthier, that's a real nice kick in the ass. Yeah. And I want to get back to being healthy because I don't ever want that to happen to me or to my children. Right. Have them watch their mom go through something like that. So yeah. 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 That, that is a real nice kick in the rear. Um, what have been like the biggest life challenges or kind of like the unpredictable moments that potential to derail losing my sister was a big one how long ago was that uh, she died in 2010 so okay well, eight years ago plus yeah um, I wanted to give up you know it was really that was rock bottom for me she okay. was my best friend yeah and um, we were both we both had similar paths with weight and size and so it was hard not to associate myself with what killed her. Gotcha. And that was that was really, really scary and hard. Was she older or younger? She's my baby sister. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, she was younger. And I was eight months pregnant with my daughter, my middle child. My crazy one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was a that was really tough. That was that definitely derailed me probably for um, a year and a half. Like how so? Like I did not care. Oh, okay. I just I lost weight because I had uh, some kind of thyroid issue after pregnancy, where my thyroid was just spewing off hormone. Yeah. So they put me on a heart medication, <laughs> which was probably really stupid at the time. Where were you, Kurt? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, so then. That heart medication, they weren't monitoring me well enough, so then my heart slowed down way too much. Ooh. And I got really sick. Yeah. And I was on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication and eating like crap, and I just didn't care. I was a zombie. And uh, I just wanted to not feel sad. Yeah. And again, with that emotional food association thing, you know, it was like, well, I'm gonna sit down and eat whatever in that moment is going to make me feel better right you know and that was it was horrible looking back on that I think that for me is the biggest turning point was I've got to get out of this why am I here I have kids to raise I have a husband who is very honest with me yeah. <laughs> and said hey I love you you're beautiful but you need to lose weight <laughs> like, <laughs> you need to get healthy you need to stop being like this how was that received uh, I hated him. 
I was like, how could you not love me for who I am? You know, that whole crap. And that's not fair to him. Yeah. You know, as you think about it, I wouldn't want him to gain 50 pounds and stop caring about life. Right. So, hello, you know. <laughs> so I said, okay. I, you know, I, I realized that was coming from love. It took a minute. I wanted to, like, punch him at first. Yeah. But as soon as I realized it was coming from love and coming from a partnership and, you know, a promise to each other to stay healthy, not look a certain way. So that's always been my struggle. Like, oh, you want me to look like, you that, know. That's your default interpretation. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. He's like, I just want you to be healthy. If you're trying, I'm happy. Yeah. He said, I don't want you to look any certain way. He's, and he told me, you know, he told me, he goes, I'll never forget this. We're sitting there talking about like having a serious like marriage, like we need to save our marriage discussion. He's like, Vanessa, I wouldn't have married you if I didn't like how big you were. And I was like, what? How am I supposed to take that? He's like, you know what I mean? You're tall. He's like, you're not like, he's like, I, I can't say this any right way. But I was like, you can't. No. Like, there's no way. But I just thought it was hilarious. He's like, I am happy with how tall you are, with the body that you have. I just don't want you to be this heavy and unhealthy. And I said, okay, I get it. And that for me, too, was, that was his way of supporting me, I suppose. But <laughs> it helped a lot. You know, it motivated me to, to be um, his partner in a, but a much healthier yeah. fashion so that we could do the crazy amazing things that we've been able to accomplish. So did you recognize it before he had his intervention or? No, no. I, I thought he was crazy. I'm like, you gotta love me for who I am. No, but I mean like, did you oh. know like that was like the pit, like almost like your bottom point? No. He had to like his, his I mean, words of encouragement out. <laughs> I knew it was bad, but I figured, you know what? You're my husband, you gotta deal with it. And like, you know, at the end of the day, you know this in your own marriage. Like, he is my human. He is my partner in life. He is, we made children together. We have, you know, I'm still madly in love with him today. And so when he told me that in that moment, I was like, how could you do this to me? You're my soulmate. You like, you're supposed to love me. Um, it really was, I guess it's good that we're talking because yeah. I'm realizing that that really was um, very, very impactful. And it did, it did make me change in a lot of ways and taught me to do it not only for him, but for myself too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Thank you for this counseling session. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's my unofficial. Yeah, yeah. You're not licensed, but you should be. <laughs> That's why I don't say anything because I'm not allowed to give the advice. So you you just, let, just let it come out naturally, organically. Well, I mean, that's the funny thing with, with Callie, like, my assistant, she hears a ton of stuff. Like, after the person name, she's like, did they tell you this? I'm like, nope. I'm like, did they tell you this? Nope. Like, oh, when she's up here yeah. with them? I promise you, whatever I tell her, I tell you. No, you know I'm, just, I'm just kidding, but, like, she gets the real, the real scoop on so people's funny. life. Um, what's been, I don't know, kind of the most impactful thing you've learned that like I don't know you just revert back to or kind of hold on to 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 keep going keep or going. as your foundation yeah um, that that food and nutrition is number one and that it is not about what I look like 
but about how I feel. And if people would just learn that and get that in their minds and get the other junk out, like, but I gotta have this kind of waist and these kind of thighs and this much muscle. And if they would let that go, then naturally things will just start to work out and it will be just a beautiful journey. We let too much of the extra stuff bother us. And so I go back to just, I feel good right now. My knees don't hurt. I'm just happy about that. My gut doesn't hurt. Having that stomach pain and then having it gone because of the way I eat is pretty amazing to me. Yeah. You know, I didn't have to get on medication. I don't know, just just feeling like I'm getting up and I'm I'm conquering the world and just doing crazy amazing things for my kids, for my husband, for myself. Like this this feeling where I'm at right now in comparison to where I was when we were talking about my husband telling me <laughs> his words of wisdom, uh, I never want to go back to that Vanessa. I want to be this Vanessa right now and I want to keep getting better. So I guess it's like one of those things where it just starts out super tiny and you pick up more and you pick up more and you pick up more until it's this beautiful, glorious thing and you just <laughs> want to keep steamrolling forward. I don't know. That's where I'm at right now, emotionally. So what would you say to women that, I hear this a lot, like, I'll feel better when I lose the weight. Bullshit, let it go. Because, like, my, my, in my head, like, in my manly wisdom, like, I just lose the weight. Like, <laughs> like, but, like, it doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. Like, that is not manly wisdom. That's just... No. It's just dumb. <laughs> no. Um, I would, if I could talk to any woman that said that, because I've said it. Yeah, like, I hear a ton. Like, that negative. That's not... You have to be happy with yourself right now. Because right now is exactly where you're supposed to be. Take a breath, look around, and accept who you are, and look at all the beautiful things that you do have. Focus on that, and focus on the fact that you are getting healthy and that you are doing good things for yourself. Don't focus on, but if only I was 10 pounds lighter, I could wear whatever. Just yeah. It doesn't matter. In that moment, it doesn't matter. You, that's one of the things that I love about going through the journey that I have with yoga is, is learning that in this, in this world that we're in, as, as all of these, I don't know, like society telling us we have to look a certain way, be a certain way. Well, I was all, thinking on the opposite side. Like, do you think it's detrimental that we're in like this acceptance? I don't know how to say it. Like the acceptance, like the big girl culture, movement? where it's like, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm this way, and so they use that as a crutch not to try to improve themselves. I hate that. Like, is that a thing, or is that just like it me? is a thing? And I believe that we've gone overboard with it. And I, 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 I'm allowed to say that because I am one of the curvier girls, I guess you would say. <laughs> yeah. And it, it does not give me a license to just be heavy and just not take care of myself and be healthy and make better choices, right? Right. So that drives me nuts. I don't, like, there, there is this, there, you should, you should be happy with yourself and body image problems, you know, all of that, like, we need to work on that and, and just, but people need to understand that you don't have to look a certain way, yes. 
but you also don't get to be five foot two and 350 pounds and say that that's okay and then tell my kid that that's okay right i that i don't appreciate no um so i think being okay with who you are and what you're doing to get better yeah that's what i mean about being here now not hey i am you know 350 pounds and this is beautiful this is wonderful this is great and you need to accept that you do like don't be mean to them don't discriminate against them don't be nasty towards them right but what i see is they use that then as a crutch not to try to improve yes okay i agree with you okay that's not there there's this thing that's building where women are like you know they call it curvy it's not curvy (laughs) i'm curvy that's not curvy that's not healthy and you know yes there are people who have health issues and it's harder yeah but no I don't I yes I don't want I I don't want that to become such a thing such a big thing that my kids are then looking at that saying okay so it's okay to like not care about eating healthy (laughs) sit around and be lazy right we still need to be active we still need to eat healthy we still no I mean you see it like if you're on a soccer field you see all those kids that are out there some of them are thicker than others, <laughs> but they are all doing their thing and running across that field right. and, you know, enjoying that exercise and the, that's what we need to encourage. And then, yes, they need to accept each other no matter what they look like. That, that's okay. Yeah. But what you're talking about, no, I don't. And I don't know how many, how many women are going to hate me for that, for saying that, but it's not. I don't know. I don't, that part, that really bothers me. I have talked about that a lot, actually. Do you know that model? Um, have you ever heard of her, Ashley Graham? Uh, I don't think so. So she is a body activist, and she's uh, my we're, we're almost the same size, like to a T. Yeah. She's my height, um, and, and people I go places, and people are like. You look just like Ashley Graham. You're so amazing. Well, it's your fake Instagram account, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so she's like this very well-known curvy model. Yeah. And um, at first I really took offense to it. And I'm like, whatever, that's so rude. Like, I can't believe you think of... But, you know, I'm good with it. That's fine. But she, she, she's, she's a good example of, you know, body acceptance. Because of the way... She does things and she shows herself working out like crazy too. And she shows, yeah. she sh- she puts out there, you know, I had a crap day. I ate this and I shouldn't have, but I did. And today I'm doing this, yeah. you know. So those types of women I really love um, because I can relate to her totally. Right. But yeah, the 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 other far end of it, right? So we've got the anorex, anorexia, skinny, too skinny, yeah. and then the other end of it is super obese, very unhealthy. You know, like that's that's not okay. So you get compared to a model, and your kids think I look like Bobby Flay. <laughs> they do. <laughs> All right. It was a really good picture of him, Kurt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't believe you remember that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I gotta show you her really quick so you can see what I'm talking about. She is a. Uh, I follow her on Instagram. That's funny that you said that. This is who people... 
Yeah, I see the resemblance. Yeah. Because they're always telling me that. And this is her. And I'm like, I wish I had the guts. <laughs> yeah. You don't look like Bobby Flay, don't worry. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. I've just never heard of you before. He is a good-looking chef. All right. I know who Very he is. Famous chef. But you also got Ryan Reynolds, didn't you? That's from my nephews. That doesn't really count. <laughs> They're like eight does. years old. My kids are the same thing. True. <laughs> um, so I guess, like, as we're winding down, like, and I, you've probably kind of already said it, but what would you say, like, the discouraged or hopeless or the rock bottom people? It's, it's not, you, you just have to do it. So we talked about it early on when we talked about, you know, what, what encouraged you to go in there and do it. You just have to show up. And the first time that you go, it can be the worst, ugliest of situations, but you went. And that's something to be super proud of. And then you have to keep going. Just keep going and keep doing little things or big things. One day, it's really tiny, like, hey, I showed up and I lifted the bar one time. And yeah. then next week, it's I showed up and I did all 10 rounds. Right. And I rocked it out. You just have to keep going and you have to keep doing it and building on and building on and just getting better. And, and soon it'll just be how you do things and it'll be your lifestyle. It'll be who you are. Yeah. So you got to start from somewhere. And well, I think it's funny you said it. show up because that's, yeah. that's originally why I invited you on because I'm like, you know... I mean, you don't always know, but if you're having a good day or a bad day, but like, you just keep showing up regardless. Yeah. Like, and it made you show up to talk to the coach. Like, yeah. And you're just in the environment, and so yeah. And it, it, and I would say to those women who feel like they can't do it by themselves, because I was like that. That's where joining a place that has a strong community. Whether it's yoga or it's CrossFit, just do it. Yeah. And get to know people or even just be a fly on the wall and just kind of look at how we interact with each other or how those people interact with each other and just be an observer and then get comfortable with it, get your feet wet and then slowly get into it. But do something. To do nothing is just, what do they call that? You know, what is that saying? Just doing nothing, like, that doesn't make any sense. It's insanity, the insanity thing. Oh, doing the same thing over and over, expecting right. a different result. Right, just sitting on your rear end and yeah. crying about how unhealthy you are, how you don't look a certain way, and you're just sitting there doing nothing about it. It's like you just, you have to show up. Yeah, that's really important. And be present. That's the yogi in me, be present. <laughs> And lastly, for the guys, how would your husband should have worded it to you? <laughs> I don't think there was any other okay. way you could have done it. Like, Dang it, I was hoping no, for my own. No, there's no case. magic. You, you just kind of have to like hope you don't get punched. Uh, I think he said it perfectly. Um, and then he, he, he unwound it a little bit, right? By saying, I really love you. Like, I just want you to be healthy. I don't want you to look a certain way. But it's almost like any of those things where you have to, and I'm sure you've been through it too, where you have to like shock the crap out of somebody for them to understand what it is that you're trying to get at. And yeah. that was that was the shock that I needed yeah. to, to get me to 
to wake up and say, okay, you're right, this is not good. I am a depressed, heavy, unhealthy, you know, young woman, younger than now at the time, <laughs> you know, and, um, and you're right, I, I, you love me and I need, to, I need to understand that I am supported and use that to my advantage, right, instead of feeling sorry for myself. So, anyways, there's no perfect way to say it. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Dang it. Just, just hoping there's a script no. I can follow. <laughs> just always end it with, but I really love you, and you're beautiful, and I don't know. Don't do that, but just be sincere. That's all. Be sincere. Kind of like the Talladega Nights thing. I said, with no offense. <laughs> <laughs> with no offense, you need to lose 50 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> no. But I said I'll do respect. <laughs> Cool. So, you're teaching yoga now where? Uh, at CrossFit Continuum. So okay. that's where I'll be solely teaching classes right now, Friday night and Sunday afternoons. So how do people get connected with that? Do they have to be a CrossFitter to do the yoga at CrossFit? Or do we not know that yet? Well, we're not 100%. Okay, because it's a new say, thing, right? Yeah, it is a new thing. It's a new um, evolving program. But I would say I would love for you to do both. It makes sense to have that balance. Yeah. Um, and that includes you, Kurt. Um. <laughs> I do. We have a social family thing every Friday night. Okay. What is it? Where you do yoga? No. It's our life group. Okay. So, yeah. So, and I know son, we'll, I will change the dates and times, but I'm trying to also incorporate it so I can teach it with some of the classes with Coach Dre. So hopefully... Uh, I can get people to understand how uh, in body and mind that helps you do better. When you have that all tied down, that you'll do better as a crossfit, cross, not crossfit, crossfit athlete. <laughs> um, so those things go very, very well. So I, I feel well, well, more balanced. Gotcha. Doing both. So that's why I took on the uh, yoga. And I hope one day I can do a pull-up. Yes, I've been doing crossfit for... <laughs> three plus years and I cannot do a pull up. But my goal is once I get a pull up, maybe I'll do like my level one and then I can be this real like amazing CrossFit yoga teacher. That would be like an ultimate goal for me. Nice. I would love to be able to do that. Cause then I would really, nobody could doubt I know my stuff. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on. It's Thank been you. fun. Um, nice to have a woman perspective and yes and I do, I love everybody especially women of all shapes and sizes <laughs> and I want to be able to help and be um, an incredible influencer and not uh, not add to the to the pity party that we get into yeah that too many women get into but instead like you can do this trust me if I can after the stuff I've been through from childhood and, and even into adulthood and with my pregnancies and losing my sister. Yeah. Like, I've put my body through hell and back. And there is, there is light at the end of the tunnel. It is totally possible. Very cool. All right. We'll let you get back to your regularly scheduled life now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Commission Client Podcast. If you found that hopeful, inspiring, or entertaining, we would love some iTunes love. 
And as all podcasters request, please subscribe to our show and your favorite podcast listening app. I'm Dr. Kurt Perkins, toasting you to a life of more health and less health care.